Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, Touching Success, having to do with all angles of special education. And I am always looking for input or questions, so please feel free to email me at emailjoy at touchingsuccess.education. Again, that's emailjoy at touchingsuccess.education. And as you may have guessed, my name is Joy. And my two companions tonight with me are my African Greys, Jojo and Sterling. This is something kind of addressed more towards parents than anyone else, but if you are involved with IEPs, individual education plans within your school with students, I would recommend you follow something similar just to make everybody's life a little bit easier. I found over the years of doing IEPs with different personalities and different ways of looking at things, that the parents who come in the most prepared and the most organized really make things a lot easier on everybody. And I think they tend to get more of what they want for their children. Okay, so parents, what am I talking about? What am I referring to? That would be to start an IEP binder. And don't start with a thin one. Start with one that's a couple inches thick because it'll be full faster than you can even imagine. So you wonder... What do you put into this IEP binder? You want to put everything that's even remotely important to your child and their education and their health into that binder. So that would include copies of the IEP. Every single one of them, put it in a little IEP section inside of the binder. Put with the IEP, its original document, all the report cards that you get having to do with the IEP. So remember... Every time a kid in a regular classroom gets a report card on what they're doing and how their grades are going, you should be getting one related to the IEP goals. And if you have a child that's mainstreamed and on an IEP, you should be getting report cards related to both things sent home. So put those together. It'll show you how well your child's progressing on their IEP goals as well as how well they're doing in their academic classes if they're enrolled into mainstream courses. If you communicate back and forth with the teacher or staff, whether it's through a notebook or whether you do it through email, which I imagine is most of the case, copy those and make sure that those are in that binder. Essentially comes down to if you're not sure, stick it in the binder. You have the right to have access to your child's file that the school keeps and even that the district keeps. You may have to wait for a while to get it. You have to, I believe, put it in writing for a request to get a copy of everything. And if you've had the child in that district for a long time, it's going to take them a long time to turn it around. So be patient, but don't wait forever either. And make sure you read the stuff that's in that file. Read things about your child when it comes home. Don't just set it to the side and say, I'll get to it tomorrow, or stick it in the binder and say, I'll get to it in a week. Read it when it comes in the door, in the envelope, however you get it. Make sure that you know what that says, because there could be some small piece of something that is just being missed by the whole team that you would like to have addressed, or maybe realize should be being addressed, Or maybe you feel that they're putting too much time on something that they should be putting into somewhere else. Now remember, you want to section everything off so you can find it in an instant in a meeting. Because 
IEP meetings can go for a really long time and you don't want to be some of the cause of that trying to find one piece of paper whereas if you had had it sectioned off then you would know right where to go it's, this is the IEP section this is the report card section and so on you want to also include in there any major evaluations like state standardized testing make sure that you get a copy of those scores and you put those in that binder because that can show a growth pattern over time or a lack of growth pattern over time and you wouldn't maybe think about it too much if you didn't have anything to compare it to because you would put it in a drawer somewhere and you just can't remember where you put it. Also maybe for a month pick one piece of the child's work in each subject and keep a copy of that in there. If it's 3D, um, take a picture of that and then put that in the binder. It can show you the progress of how well your child's doing and the child can see that you care enough that you're taking pictures of their work. That's actually kind of a neat way of handling the I have too many things hanging on the refrigerator door is taking a picture of each piece of work and then you and the child put them into a binder together and then that binder is there as a child goes older and the child can go back and look at it and you can and have all those really fun memories of putting those things together and then maybe after a shorter amount of time the child can help you find a new home for it in the round circle bin by keeping the IEP goals together in the same binder you can also watch and see what exactly the goals are that the child is working on each year I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you cannot repeat the same IEP goal year to year to year you have to come up with a new one. It can be the same basic goal but more complicated. It can be a similar type of goal but with different achievement numbers. But you cannot repeat the same goal year to year to year because why are you even bothering with that goal if the child is not making it? Also keep in there your own notes, your own impressions. What did you think about how the IEP meeting went? How did you feel that they were treating you, treating your child? Were they seeming to be on the same channel as you for what you want? Now do remember, you know your child better than anybody else, but you also have to remember the people you're working with have the training to help your child in very specific and certain areas. And so that's why it's a team. It's why everybody needs to kind of be on the same page and to work together. Because when that team is no longer working together, the person who suffers the most is the child. And that must always be kept in mind. It's student first, child first. And that is why keeping one of these binders will really help everybody, not just you the parent. But actually, I remember working with one mother who had one of these binders and it was fantastic because I didn't carry... 10 years worth of IEP goals with me. I hadn't even been in the district that long and she did. And so I was able to go to her and say, well, what was the approach to the situation two years ago? And she was able to take her binder, open it up, look at her notes, look at what the school had said. And we were able to come up with something that worked better than that. And we weren't repeating ourselves. Now, something I did forget to mention you should have and get the parental rights for having a child who is in special education. 
they're supposed to give it to you a few days ahead of time, but unfortunately a, a lot like and I was guilty as all of them sometimes we would bring the parental rights with us to the meeting and then give them to the parents if you're one of those parents who doesn't like to sit and read in front of everybody a lot of detail make sure you call them ahead of time and ask them to send you home the parental rights and then take those and put those in that binder I had one mom who joked when I went to give her her parental rights and she says, no, she signed off. She didn't want them. She said, I have enough of those to wallpaper my entire house. So every year you should get those, whether it's ahead of time or at the meeting, but make sure you have a copy of them inside of your binder and pay attention to the year. The law does change. One thing that I had recently pointed out to me, and I thought this was a really good idea, Get a copy of the blank IEP form so you know exactly what they look like when the teachers sit down to write those IEP goals and to fill out all the little bubbles and the buttons and the clicks and all that different things that we're required to do. And you can kind of see what a blank one would look like and maybe it would be less overwhelming just to kind of know what the process is that the teachers have to go through to write those IEPs. I thought it was a really good idea. Um, so if you can, get a blank IEP form and any other special education related forms that might come your way. See if you can get a blank copy and stick that in that binder. Now here's another important thing I'm not sure that people think about, but keep a copy of your ophthalmology report, which is another way of saying the eye report and keep a copy of the audiological report for the hearing. And then any report that relates to the child's disability, keep a copy of that in that binder as well. So yes, this binder is not one you want to lose or leave behind somewhere because it's gonna have a lot of personal information about your kid. What you can do is ask the doctors to just write a quick summary up of it and then have that go into the binder. and. Speaking as a special ed teacher who was case manager for a lot of kiddos, if you can also make sure that, that the case manager has a copy of that as well, that would be wonderful because that would go into one of my files and I would have that for referral for future needs. And this one might be, seem kind of obvious, but I know for a fact most people don't actually do it, but get a copy of the name of the specialist, what the specialist is. So a vision teacher, a hearing teacher, learning disability teacher, something like that. Get their phone number that they don't mind you reaching them out on. Get their email address so you can contact them that way. That way you can call anybody you have any questions from and you don't have to try to dig through some directory to try to find the name of your teacher. Because, for example, I was at one school for my assigned school, but I traveled between the other 25 schools in that district. So I was pretty busy, and I would come home, let me come to my home school and, and check all my emails there and check all of my phone messages there. And when you're in an IEP meeting, feel free to grab a pen and paper and take notes along with whoever the note taker is. People may look at you a little bit odd, but it doesn't matter. It's your child and what you need and what they want is what matters the most. And as far as recording goes, 
I had always been taught that you had to provide 24-hour notice to the school district to let them know you're going to record it. But when I was looking through the law recently, I did not see anywhere that had an exact amount of time. It just said that the parents needed to notify the school ahead of time that they're going to be doing the recording. So I would recommend give it 48 hours to 24 if you're planning on going to record it because then what they do is then they bring something and they record from the other side. I'm not exactly part of the understanding of why it goes both ways, but it just seems to be part of the process. And I actually don't see that there is a problem with doing the recording. To me, it almost seems kind of weird if the school fights back. But I have been in a meeting where they did not give us enough warning and I was the one to point it out because we didn't have anything to have a copy of that because in this particular situation I was in, there were three agencies represented and all three of us wanted the ability to record along with the parents. So I'm not sure of all that detail, but I know that they need to know ahead of time. So give them 24, 48 hour notice. Hey, I'm going to record the meeting and use your iPhone or whatever you have, and then that'll allow the school to pull out something that lets them record. Also be sure when you're in a meeting or not in a meeting, you're just talking to somebody, write down if they say that they're going to take care of something, write the date down, and then write the time and date that they said they would get it done by. And I think you'll find that more teachers are feeling held accountable when they have a date that they're running up into. But to be fair to all of the special education teachers that run around and try to get so many things done, please be easy on the teachers. They do have a lot. I mean, a caseload of 26 students and 25 schools is a lot to manage. And so you have to think about what they're going through as well. But obviously, obviously your child takes precedence in your world and it should. So I'm going to give kind of a quick plug. I'm not sponsored by anybody at all. This is all off my own time and my own dime. But if you really want to see what special ed law looks like and have it in a paper format, there's a book um, called Lawyer's Reference Guides. This one's 2020. And it's Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, or IDA regulations. This one is good as of February 14, 2020, and it's U.S. Department of Education. And this is the book that I pull my information out of for special ed, because it is basically the law and how it is written. So if you want to see how it all is, it's very legalistic and technical, so if you're not into that, I would recommend finding a better source and you can look on your normal bookstore provider online um, or you can go to the in-person book providers that are found around the city. Not as many as they used to be, but they're still out there. If you're an English language learner, please go to the district ahead of time and ask for somebody to translate for you. Don't try to guess at it. It's too complicated. The language is too complicated. The teachers will use complicated language just out of habit. So try to find somebody who will translate from your native language into English and back again. 
and also try to get all of the documents in your native language in print so that you can follow along in that way. So make sure that you take the time and the effort to do that because it's your child's education that matters and you need to know exactly what's going on in order to make sure that they're getting the best that they can. If you're out from out of this country and you're trying to figure this all out, it is tangled. It is just so tangled and you really need to have a translator to help you understand what is going on around you. And remember, my fellow special education teachers and service providers and what have you, a lot of our parents will trust us just outright. They don't ask questions. They don't seem to know how to get involved. Please allow them the opportunity and encourage them and work with them to be able to be more involved in what you are presenting to them. Don't do the, oh, we'll be out of here sooner if the parent just signs this paperwork and then we can go home. Please don't do that. It's not fair to the kid. Again, it's not fair to the kid. And I really encourage you to work with parents to make sure that their needs are getting met for how to help their children. And yeah, I was that educator. I was that special educator that I did not expect my IEP meetings to be short. Most of the time, people would expect about an hour for an IEP meeting. If mine, you're looking at hour and a half at least, and if it was a triannual, you could expect three hours because I wanted to make sure that those parents left my care, left that room knowing what is going on with everything. And I apologize if you were one of those people for holding you back through all of that, but to me, in the long run, it saves time and the parents learn to trust you and not ask five million questions later when they realize, oh my gosh, why did I agree to that? They'll know ahead of time why they agreed to that. And I think that's only fair. I think it's the only... Uh, ethical and professional thing that we can do as educators. It's the one time a year, one time we get to have absolutely everybody that works with that child in the room together, coordinating and comparing notes. So if you're one of the IEP specialists or teachers or whomever I've worked with and will work with in the future, please realize that even if you try to push me to go fast, I won't go any faster than what the parents can deal with at the moment. I agree, though, however, that there are some cases where some people tend to go on and on and on, and they do go beyond what is necessary. So I'm not saying that that doesn't exist at all. I'm just saying, you know, five people, it's going to take a while to figure out what's going on with the student. Sometimes you end up with three people, rare, but when that happens, then yeah, you're out of there in 45 minutes. So let the IEP kind of pace itself. Let the parents kind of pace as much as you can. I have had parents who tend to go on and on and on and on, and I didn't think we were ever going to get out of there. And, and then, yeah, you've got to kind of step in and try to take the meeting back over at some point. But in general, enjoy the fact that you get to compare notes all together in one room and you don't have this he said, she said, but what about that? I don't know. I don't understand. Let's go ask them all the stuff that you're probably very familiar with. You can also look at it as a great way of 
learning new things about how to work with certain uh, populations of students. So take advantage of being in an IEP meeting. You have to be there. It's once a year. Turn out to be one of the experts or support staff or whatever position of, that you play and just run out of there after you sign the IEP meeting. You shouldn't be giving an IEP meeting five minutes to be there, run, and then run off again. I know you're busy. I know you have many other schools to attend to, but try to give it some time to at least be able to hear the goals or to look over the IEP meeting because you're signing it and your name's going down as the one responsible for that IEP in whatever condition it is in. And I have seen IEPs in really bad condition get signed off on. So think about that, if anything. Your name's attached to that. And that kind of brings us around to the one big fear, if you will, that schools have. And that is that of due process. It's kind of like a lawsuit, but not quite. The school districts will do everything they can to avoid going into a due process hearing. That's another reason to have all your notes and keep them aligned because if things get really sticky, whatever the situation is, and I've seen a few, you go into due process and you're prepared and you have everything ready to go, you're going to get a lot further in that due process hearing than teachers or staff who come in and say, oh yeah, but I thought, I think that, but my, they're not coming in with the facts of the situation necessarily. And so go in there, be prepared and be ready. Don't assume, don't go yelling, oh, I'll take you to due process right away. Work with the school. They will try to do a lot to work with you to avoid going into the due process hearing. A due process hearing is a pain for everybody involved in the situation. So try to avoid that if you can and go with, work with the school. This, I've, I've seen many situations that could have gone to due process avoided because the school and the parents really knuckled down. We had a meeting for about five hours and then another meeting for three hours, another meeting for two hours to try to get the situation resolved. And we did. And it could have gone to due process. The, the parents certainly could have taken us there, but they chose to decide to work with the school district. And as a result, I actually think it all worked out for the better. And a new type of program was developed for this one particular kid. But now they have a new type of program that they can put any kid in that situation in. So I think everybody ended up benefiting from it. So don't be quick to threaten due process, but it is an option if, if you need it. And that's why you keep your notes is to make your meetings easier. And if things do go in that general direction, just try not to for everybody's sake, but keep good notes. And on that note, Jojo Sterling and myself wish you a wonderful day and hope that things go wonderful for you at any IEP meeting you go to.